0: Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Alright, welcome. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Joshua. Man, it's already late. Got so many other things done tonight. We're working on ranks. The uh, rookie ranks, both positional and, more importantly, Superflex and 1QBR PPR, they're up. They might get some updates, but check the website. Fusionffb.com. They're there under rankings 2021 20, rookie ranks, or you can check the pin tweet on the Twitter at Fusionffb. Uh, yeah, full five rounds worth of players ranked. I mean, by the time you get into the fourth round, it's it's kind of like, yeah, this guy he looks cool. um It'll just kind of gives you a sense of where I have them. I, actually there's one thing in there I gotta fix maybe tonight. Hopefully it is fixed when you look at it. The tiers were were looking at the wrong things. Um it really was just there, I think, pre-draft rank for the running backs. So the tiers weren't looking right for the ranks uh for the running backs, but everything else should be fine. Hopefully that's fixed. So go ahead and check it out. Rankings. A lot of work goes into those pre-draft, post-draft, everything. And my sheet is it's not just a list of players, guys. It has uh, oh, that's what I can do. I'm also going to update the ADP. I have ADP thanks to the FF engineer Kevin. Um, he pulls a bunch of data off of MFL uh, Superflex Tight End Premium Drafts. So that's what that ADP is, by the way. And then he provides that free of charge. So thank you. So I want to make sure I mention it. And then uh, I put that in there. I've got my my single. Quarterback PPR rank. So, if you just want the single quarterback, look for the PPR column there on the left. And then I've got Superflex SF and it shows you what the equivalent pick is in a 12 uh, team draft. It shows the player. It shows where the player was picked in the NFL draft and to who. It shows you how many points I'm awarding to that draft capital. Um, and for running backs, how much opportunity score. For the landing spot, I'm giving bonus only for running backs though. Uh, it shows you my my kind of normalized uh, between the positions uh, score, my model score. So there, there's, look, I'm completely transparent with you guys. You can even see where I'm disagreeing with my own model because the, the model is, it's just a model, okay? It's there to show me things. I still have to make decisions. Um, I don't go strictly by my model for and for some of those things I know my model so I know why the players are bad in the model like Najee Harris it's just because age uh, adjusted really hates Najee Harris that's all um uh so, so he doesn't look very good because he doesn't have the early seasons to add to his score up to where you would expect to see it that's all so his cumulative score seems low but if you just look at what he's done the last couple of years it's great context matters guys so check out those ranks lots of work transparency if you want positional ranks um, go to the website follow the link go to the actual spreadsheet make a copy up on the file make a copy make your own you can sort it by just the ppr for one quarterback you can sort it for positions you can sort it just by my model score you can sort it just by where they were drafted in the nfl draft i don't care what you do with it at that point Um, it's just the, it's just the data. It it doesn't have all my formulas. It doesn't have all my other stuff in my real full spreadsheet. So you don't have to worry about that. It just has what you see. Um, so go check it out guys, please. All right. I'm not going to talk about a whole bunch of things or be very long on this one. Uh, One thing I wanted to talk about is what I've been talking about on Twitter all week. And honestly, I was talking about it two months ago end of March I was talking about this I was talking about how look the Ravens and specifically Lamar Jackson has not had a real wide receiver one I'm sorry he hasn't and I said when he finally gets one it's going to help unlock him and in the meantime before that happens everyone is going to be down on him because of quote-unquote passing volume all right and it's bad process. I'm sorry, but it is bad process. Now, how far I'm going to take that could be, I could go too far and it could be bad process as well. But I'm just saying it's bad process to just look at the past to project the future. Because, you know, all the best fantasy players, they all wait until the season's over to do their projections. Didn't you know that? Didn't you know? Yeah, right. And, And all the best Follows all the all the best fantasy players out there that you could follow and listen to advice and get advice from They're all you know, none of them are going to make any predictions that are Maybe a little outside from consensus Right because heaven forbid they'd actually give you uh, Predictions and information and takes that you can find value in and you can profit and and they could actually help their followers No, no Experts don't do that, right? They stick to the consensus and they wait until the season's over to make projections, right? Come on. We have to project things out. We can't play fantasy football scared, right? I've been saying that for years before you, Neil. You know you got it from me. Um, don't You can't play fantasy football scared. So... How far are we going to take this with Rashad Bateman of course we've got videos coming out people saying Podfather talking about how, and I don't know maybe you might see a video about that uh, we'll see but talking about how the 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 Ravens are all their receiving issues uh, receivers are in, have a problem and the problem is Lamar Jackson well you know what I'm sorry I don't buy it and here's why I don't buy it I don't buy that it's actually a problem because None of those people who are down on Bateman, not a single one that I have seen, that I've been following, not a single one of them is down on Devonta Smith. In fact, they've moved Devonta Smith up ahead of Bateman. But here's the thing. Apply every single reasoning that they have for not liking Lamar Jackson. Apply every single logic and reasoning and stat to Jalen Hurts. And to the Eagles and tell me that somehow it's not different. It's not. It's worse. Jalen Hurts wishes, could only hope to be Lamar Jackson. The only thing Jalen Hurts has going for him is in that three of those four games he started last season, he was throwing a lot. Okay, so the volume appears to be there. Here's the thing. I don't think it's going to be. It's not. He's rushing around just as much As Lamar Jackson and people are saying that he's a better passer and they're saying that because of I think what they saw in college but I'm gonna go off what I've seen in the NFL and at the same stage in his career Lamar Jackson was a better passer he was completing more passes he was throwing for more air yards per a pass attempt you can you can cite that Lamar Jackson only has 1600 air yards But how many did Jalen Hurts have over the course of a season? Not any better. 51% completion rate. Okay. If you take his four starts, I'm not counting the game where he came in halfway. Um, I'm counting four starts, which I think includes a game where he may have left early, but I've got to do the games he started. Okay. And a lot of these stats are per an attempt stats. So it's the entire game is not going to, it's not going to hurt him. Okay. So only 4.1 touchdown rate on his passes. That's really low guys. That's really low. Um, because he's running the ball in for a touchdown 0.8 times per game. And he's only throwing for a touchdown 1.3 times per a game in those four games. That's not much a difference. Okay. Lamar Jackson is rushing in in 0.5. Just looking at 2020, 0.5, but he's throwing it for a touchdown, 1.7. Do you see how much the spread is more? Lamar Jackson is actually an excellent red zone passer, 10th in red zone efficiency completion rate, I should say. He is way more efficient. And here's the thing. Uh, we we don't have any good reasons to think that as his career continues his amount of passing will not increase and his amount of running around will decrease that is first of all we have many 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 cases of this in the NFL I'm thinking of the McNabs and so on who had to start becoming more of a passer as they aged and as they just developed and matured and also as they finally get some weapons because I know the excuse for Jalen Hurts is well he had no weapons he didn't have anybody good well, he had some decent guys, half decent. Uh Wentz made a couple of those guys look good for a few games. You guys were all buying into Travis Fulgham, right? But what what did what did Lamar Jackson oh well he had Marquise Brown. Yeah, guess what? Marquise Brown's not good. I've been telling you that since he was a rookie. He's not good. All the issues we have with the Devonta Smith, right? coming in as a prospect, been small, all that stuff, all the issues, late breakout, all that, everything that we have a problem with with Marquise Brown, um, with Devonta Smith, Marquise Brown is that, but without the crazy college production that Devonta Smith had, at least, his junior, pretty good senior season and amazing senior season production-wise. Devo- uh, Marquise Brown doesn't even have that. Okay, Devonta Smith is is pretty much close to being a bust okay um also Lamar Jackson's completion rate is is up at 64 percent. and when you actually adjust for how uh, for depth because Lamar Jackson throws deeper at a higher rate than the average quarterback he could be up to a six 68 if you adjust it now think about a lot of these leagues Scott Fishbowl kind of leagues fusion flex kind of leagues that have the points for completion and a negative half a point for incompletion or I should say it's a, a sorry a positive half a point and a negative full point for the incompletion imagine having Jalen Hurts you're losing points also he gets sacked at a higher rate okay he's also throwing touchdowns i mean uh, interceptions i should say he's throwing interceptions at a higher rate he has more danger plays per a snap than Lamar Jackson. So you can say a lot of bad things. You can cherry pick a lot of stats to make Lamar Jackson look bad. And I'm not saying he's Tom Brady in his prime. I'm not saying that he as a passer is right. You know, he's right around that 15 ish range. He's very competent and we've seen him be a highly efficient in the passing game. Like I cited before, very good red zone passer rating and completion rate. Everything that's being used against Lamar Jackson applies to Jalen Hurts. Also, they've got a new coach, a very much a little more old school conservative coach from all appearances. And do you really think that he is going to let Jalen Hurts go off like he did? Which which looked good sometimes, but also was a little scary other times. Do you do you not think he's gonna want to have a little more control than that than Peterson did? Peterson, who knew he needed to save his his coaching career in Philly, and that hope was tied to Jalen Hurts looking good. It still didn't save him, but he could clearly he tried and let it go. And you can call that a narrative if you want. I understand. I'm fully in narrative zone right now when we're talking coaches. But here's you want more narrative? Here's here's narrative for coaches for the Ravens. Now we've got the offensive coordinator for the Ravens saying that they've got they've got stuff planned, okay. And I've said I'm not going to use that. I'm I'm telling you up front. I I get that this is narrative. We're talking of coach speak. That means nothing. That says nothing to you. But you know what does say something to me? The fact they picked Rashad Bateman in the first, and they took Tylen Wallace in the fourth as well. Okay, so I think it's clear they saw it last year with how bad Marquise Brown was. You know what they tried doing with Marquise Brown? And he had some sex success second half of the season. They tried bringing him in, shortening the passes a little bit, right? So he got some more volume, but it was still bad. The areas that they were trying to get Brown to play in, Bateman excels there and guess what Bateman also can run deep he's better at the contested deep passes even in college guys I'm trying to tell you Bateman and I was saying it before the draft if Bateman goes to the Ravens he excels short and deep he's the perfect stay on the field possession receiver for a Lamar Jackson he is perfect for them. Now, I'm sure we would have loved to see him go, you know, to Kansas City and then Tyreek Hill get traded or cut or I I don't know, right? And him be Mahomes. guy. Of course, we would have wanted that, of course. But, you know, that's not how it works. And we're going to get to see him develop with Lamar Jackson like I said as Lamar Jackson continues to mature as a quarterback I thought like a year ago everyone was laughing at the people calling Lamar Jackson a running back and what now I see everyone back to back to slamming Lamar Jackson calling him a running back again he is a far better passer than a lot of people are giving him credit and I'm not saying he's top five but he's not bottom half either he's not bottom half Uh, his efficiency makes up for the volume uh if you project hurt jalen Hurts's pass attempts in those four games out it's something like 532 pass attempts which is a a pretty solid amount but it's only 272 completions guys that's that's it only uh, and and then if you think about what that means if you look at lamar jackson um he had only 401 over the course of uh, per 16 games. He missed one game, uh, 258 completions. Do, do you hear the difference there? Let's do some quick math. 532 minus 401. That is a difference of 131 passes in 131 passes, attempted passes, right? Jalen Hurts receivers only caught 14 more passes. I apologize, not 14, 18. It was 276. Okay. 18 more passes and 131 attempts. That's the difference that a 51 completion, 51% completion rate to 64% makes. You have to be concerned for Devonta Smith. Plus, Devonta Smith has more real competition. Rager is a legitimate player. All right. He had his shoulder hurt. He could barely reach up to make a catch for the first half of the season. All right. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as I hoped he was going to be one day, but he's going to be a legitimate wide receiver, too, on that team. All right. They've got Goddard, they've got now Kenny Gainwell as well as Miles Sanders, both very competent receiving running backs. There's a lot of competition there for targets. Who's in Baltimore? Well, we've already talked about Marquise Brown. He's going to become a role player. By the end of the season, he's going to be a role player. And if they want to keep a big guy out there, Sammy Watkins, Miles Voykins, somebody like that, for blocking on the other side, they're going to stay on and eventually by then this season, it's going to be Rashad Bateman staying on on the other side as the receiver and Brown's going to be on the bench. All right. On, 12, on, 11, on a 12 or 21. Right. On 12 or 21 personnel. Well, there's only two wide receivers out there. But in this season, it's going to be Bateman out there. Okay, He's not he's not going to be the third guy anymore. Uh, he can actually be the one. And and dominate the one and obviously, yeah. Mark Andrews is there, but you know what? Dallas Goddard's in 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 Philly too. I'm telling you, these are very comparable situations, and everyone's been telling you that Jalen Hurts is very comparable with Lamar Jackson already. So this shouldn't be a surprise. I'm the the I'm the people who told you Jalen Hurts was the next Lamar Jackson are now completely forgetting to apply all the bad things that that brings for Lamar Jackson to his receivers. They're forgetting to apply that to Jalen Hurts. The guy that they are the ones saying is the next Lamar Jackson. I'm sorry. I can't let it go. I'm going to bring it up. Be consistent in your application of your logic. You cannot cherry pick situations. I don't care if we don't like it. You can call me out on this when I do it. Please do by all means. Because sometimes it's an oversight. Absolutely. And I bet I bet that's what it is when it comes to the Eagles situation. And also, you know what? I bet people wanted to have Devonta Smith ahead of ba- uh, Bateman in their pre-draft. They just couldn't find an excuse. I almost guarantee you most of these people really wanted to rank Smith ahead of Bateman already, but they couldn't find the excuse. The draft, the landing spot gave them the excuse they were looking for. And so they looked past it. Maybe subconsciously, but they've looked past it and I'm here to draw your attention to it. Do not let them get away with it. Call them to it. I've been retweeting this. I've been asking it. How far down is Devonta Smithing down your ranks if you're fading Bateman? Because if you're fading Bateman, you have to be fading Smith the same amount. You should not be fading Bateman behind Smith. Fade them both back. Move waddle all the way up if you want. I don't think it's a good idea either. Uh, not much change at the top for me. Because it's all it's all the same. Alright, guys, that's that rant. I'm just gonna repeat myself if I go any further. Uh oh, the one thing I wanted to say, more more evidence towards Bateman and why I believe this. Um well, one of those things is, like I said, what they actually did says a lot. And Teams that draft a receiver in the first round, guess what? If As long as that player is somewhat of a success, their team's offensive pass attempts go up from the previous year, at least the, the percentage, you know. Amazing. Wow. Who would have thought? Yeah, by a good, like, 40 attempts. Yeah, just 40 more attempts. But that's what? Uh, do some quick math. That's at least three a game kind of thing. Point is, if the player is good, they use them. You don't buy a Ferrari to pull the trailer. He's not gonna be out there blocking, I get it, but you're also not winning any races with the truck. So put the truck away, stop pulling the trailer, and just leave everyone in the dust with the Ferrari. Um, Snap share was brought up as a concern. It was, it was not a concern for Marquise Brown. He was only 78% last year. He had more, he had a higher snap share over the entire course of the season than a lot of high wide receivers like Adams, Keenan, Allen, uh, Ridley, right? So as long as you're in that upper 70s, 80 range, like you're in position to be a high producer. Brown didn't do it though, okay? That's what I'm saying. Bateman's going to take those those snaps, um, and then there's a great thread by uh, a guy I wanted to bring out here, um, Chris Moxley at Chris Moxley19, and he has an article on campus2canton.com and the two it's number two, uh, the the digit two. So campus2canton.com about keeping the faith with Rashad Bateman. He makes a lot of the same points I make. If you want to read something instead of listening to me, reference something, um, just believe that I'm not the only crazy person out there kind of thing. Go ahead and check that out. All right, guys, uh, I'm going to cut this short. I got to get going. Uh, Keep an eye out for, I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to put out a little bit of a a video and, and probably if you're listening to this, maybe you already saw it. Uh, kind of making fun of, or, or doing a parody version of the Bateman fading, but I'm gonna flip it to Devonta Smith just to give some perspective. Um, I know people are gonna, for all the reasons that the Bateman one is ridiculous, they're gonna think I'm being ridiculous, but th- that's that's entirely the point. Okay, um, I'm gonna be cherry picking stats, of course. Uh, yeah. That's that's the point you're cherry picking for Lamar um, and and so on. So just just there. I've said it here ahead of time to know I'm not going crazy with it. It's supposed to be satirical. All right. I'm also not going crazy with uh, abatement. Um, he's not going to be a Diggs year one situation maybe year 2 or 3 because he's a rookie he needs that time. Diggs didn't do it right away. He, well, kind of did, but not to that level, okay? Um I expect actually someone Cooper um I'd have to find his name out here, but he he made a really good point about comparable to maybe CD Lamb's development over his first year where he was like third man out by by the end of the season he was taken over those reps for Gallup. He was in the slot um, and and now he's projected to be this, at least the wide receiver two there in Dallas, except he you know Amari Cooper is a far far greater receiver than a, uh, Marquise Brown, so he's he's still the wide receiver one for now at least, um, at, at least as long as Cooper is still there, right? But Bateman doesn't have that issue with Brown, and so that's where I think the extra volume, the higher share can come to compensate for a uh, lesser volume because we know there's going to be a whole lot more volume in that Dallas offense. And so that's, you know, kind of why I'm saying that's the way it is. Um, yeah. So it was, it was Andrew Cooper, by the way, we were talking about uh, snap shares and so on. And he brought up CD Lamb, So it was a great point by him. All right, guys, we're going to, we're going to leave this off. I don't have anything else right now. I, I and mean, it's post draft. Um, I know what you wanted me to say. Look at the ranks. That's That says it all right there, how I feel about these guys. You're going to wonder why maybe some of my rookies, um, some of my quarterbacks aren't as high in a super flex as you might expect. Some people are saying it should go five in a row. Um, I don't really like Zach Wilson. I really don't want to take him. I just had to take him in a, in, in a two quarterback, not a super flex, a two quarterback league instead of Bateman, and it made me sick. I have a chance to trade – Wilson um for the Bateman pick plus something, and I might do that. But um I i can't uh I, I couldn't pass him up at the value. So there is a difference between two quarterback and super flex for me. It's a little bit more of a necessity in the two-quarterback league. Um you can play it, you know, you can start someone else in a super flex. But if you see that, that's why um, Mac Jones probably not starting at least first half and Trey Lance I'm I'm leaning towards also not for the first half. Some people are saying no way there was a tweet, you know, more coach speech stuff like we were talking about before about uh, the Niners saying they might try and get involved here and there. That actually sounds completely reasonable and I don't think they're trying to make a path for him to be the week one starter. I think that's legitimately going to be the plan to get him a little bit of on-field work. Um, Yeah, so it's in their best interest, as I've said, to get Garoppolo work and looking good so that they can get rid of him, maybe even before the trade deadline. And that's why I'm saying first half the season, I don't see Lance starting and playing entire games. Uh, and so that's going to hurt his, his his value. It has to a little bit compared to the players you could be taking instead who will be producing right away. Okay, guys, FusionFFB.com. Check out the ranks. Follow on Twitter. Like this. Share. If you see the stupid video, share that. Laugh at me, mock me, whatever you want. All right, guys. See you.